is up everybody. My name is Jack Graham. And I'm Mac Rikers. And this is a Friday wrap up where we wrap the week up with interesting facts, teachable moments and fun things. Fun things. Do you, I just was thinking right then, do you think when you smile and talk your voice sounds different? Yes. Oh really? Is that why you do it? Yeah. So it's just like Jack and I sitting across from each other at our desk and he like smiles really hard when he does the intro. Yeah. So obviously makes you sound <coughs> more enthusiastic, right? Yeah, it's from old sale, like sale, look, like when you used to, when you used to, when um, sales calls were a thing. Oh, you'd smile while you're talking. They'd the phone. always say, "Smile when you're talking to the customer," because it comes through on the other end. Ah. Not that I did it, but like sort of when I started getting into sales and business and all that sort of stuff, phones were on the way out, so you didn't really cold call people yeah and i feel like now a lot of sales things are over <coughs> zoom so you have to smile because they can see your face yeah yeah interesting i feel like that's a lot better anyway yeah um cool thanks for pointing that out <laughs> fun, no fun fact it's a fun fact down for the day um the thing that i wanted to talk about this week i've been dying to talk about it. actually i finished reading my book um the women's brain book like monday night i think bye good point uh dr sarah mckay she's a new zealander i believe and she lives in australia um it's just i think i think i might have talked about it on the podcast i don't know but it just basically covers um the lifespan of the women's brain and how it ages and how puberty and pregnancy affects it and stuff Mm. anyway so in the ending chapters, it's on like the aging brain and what how your brain deteriorates as you get older. Um, and I guess, I don't know if it's because I'm 25 or I'm just naive, but I've never really, like longevity obviously is like you want to work on it, right? But yeah. it's never really been like in the front of my mind. Whereas I feel like ages ago when someone asks the question, why do we work out or why do we do the things we do? Your answer was longevity. And mm. I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> now I feel like I'm starting to get it. Yeah. Um, so they, she, Sarah spoke about the oldest woman to have ever lived. And I asked Jack to guess how old. So I want you all now to guess how old you think the oldest woman to ever live was. And now I'm going to tell you the answer is 100 and 22 years old Mm. like 122 years so i've still got like another 97 years to be alive yeah ultimately (laughs) if i can live for that long um which i think like i feel like it just blew my mind and the fact that it was a a woman and statistically women do live longer than men for lots of reasons Mm -hmm. um but i'm just going to read a little part out of the book that sort of just blew my mind. So on February the 21st, 1875, one year before Alexander Graham Bell filed his patent for the telephone, a baby girl, Janine Lewis Camlet, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it, um, was born in France. She was alive to witness the invention of the aeroplane and the cinema on a trip to France on a trip to Paris, she saw the Eiffel Tower being built and she reported meeting Vincent van Gogh. So she did saw all those things in her life. Mm. Isn't that insane? Mm. In 1997, so the year I was born, and the same year Di- Princess Diana um, died, Camlet finally passed away. She was 122 years 
and 164 days old. Like, it, that gives me goosebumps. Like, and this, I feel like this is what a lot of people at the moment don't take into consideration of, you know, your whole life experiences, what you experience, what you do. And everybody sort of lives in the moment too much, I feel. Like, you got to sort of take a bigger picture and look... Imagine living for 122 years. Like, she's seen yeah. two world wars. Um, she would have, like, lived... Been in France, she would have lived through both of them, like, firsthand. Yeah. Um, television, like, tra- like global travel would have got t- so much easier. And, like, I feel like we're probably luckier than her because the advances that we're going to see in a lifetime... Even bigger. Like, yeah. the advances happening now are happening a lot quicker than what they did 100 years ago. And I feel like especially now because of COVID, everyone's like, oh, my God, like, I spent a year in lockdown. Like, Mm. my life's ruined. Mm. It's one out of potentially 100 years. Yeah. Um, And so much has still happened in that time. And she did mention, like, so as she got into her final few years, um, what's her name? Janine. A reporter was going to see her at her home every six months just to see how she was progressing to Mm. record her because she was like, it was amazing. Um, And I remember one of the things that she said to the reporter was because she was partially blind, partially deaf in in a wheelchair, but apart from that, completely healthy. So, literally, just like I feel like all of her functions were starting to break down, but she didn't have any actual disease. and she's like, because I can't do much, I live in my memories. Yeah. So she just sits in a room and she reads and she goes through photo albums and she just relives her life. And she's like, I, I had such an exciting life. Mm. And now I just, like, that's what I live through now. Yeah. So, like, she was still happy to be alive because she's like, I've had 122 years to gain all these experiences that I can now have time to reflect on. Yeah. Which is crazy because mm. I feel like a lot of people, especially in Australia, think that getting old is like the be all and end all. I don't want to get old. It's going to be the worst when I get old. Mm. But why? But I feel like it's just there's a generation now you look into the like, you know, our grandparents and they're not very active. They're not they don't do much. Yeah. And it's like we see that and like we think that is being old when you can still function and like Janine, like you can still be healthy and move and do stuff later on in life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a, here's another quote from the book. So she reported, reportedly ate more than two pounds, I don't know what that is in kilos. Yeah. Don't know. Of chocolate a week, treated her skin with only olive oil and rode her bicycle until she was 100 years old. Mm. And she only quit smoking, this is like the only downfall to Janine's life, when she was 117 because she was too proud to ask someone to help her light a cigarette because, like, obviously it's hard when you're old to light a cigarette. Fuck. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, And Sarah, the author of this book, did highlight that this is, like, a very bizarre case, like, for her to have smoked all that time Mm. and not had any major health conditions. Yeah. Um, The book also mentioned their... There's a pretty big sanitarian study being taken in Sydney okay. now. So it's like following the lives of, I don't have it in front of me, but people 85 plus, I'm pretty sure, and how they live their lives just to try and pick up on how we can live longer. Mm-hmm. 
and they have collaborated a few times with other sanitarian studies around the world. And the one thing that they all have in common is their personality traits are resilience, they're adaptable, and they have high optimism. Mm. And I feel like they're all common things of people that have healthier lives because if you're unhealthy, I feel generally you're not optimistic. You're like, poor me, like this is the hand I've been dealt and I can't do anything about it. And Yeah, and I feel like a lot of senior people do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but like everything I'm sort of reading as well and just studies around cancer and all that sort of stuff. Like there is definitely is, this is obviously just a, my opinion, like there's no studies to be able to prove this, but the fact that she could smoke her whole life and not get cancer, it's like you need to live a life that doesn't invite cancer into your body. Like, yeah. So she was doing everything else. Yeah. Apart from smoking. Yeah. That prevents it. Yeah. It sounds a little bit woo woo, but, um, you know, you, essentially you can control your body and how it functions and you know illness and sickness and all that sort of stuff so obviously she's a good example of that she lived a happy healthy life you know mostly clean living all that sort of stuff and you know having that happy attitude and all that sort of stuff just makes such a difference yeah um on that exact thing yesterday i did a, a on and off meditate with the waking up app by mm -hmm. Sam Harris and yesterday's meditation was like evoking a sad emotion so thinking about something that makes you sad mad disappointed like a negative emotion mm -hmm. and noticing how you feel about it and I was like my I felt it most in like my face and my chest I think so just thinking about it not actually experiencing it can I guess like raise your heart rate make you frown your face hold like clenched fists and then he's like and then just sit in it and let it go away by itself mm. and he's like where did it go he's like you can just let it go at any time yeah he's like you are choosing to make your body feel like that negative emotion yeah you know and definitely like there's Definitely studies been shown like when you have negative or stressed out emotions and all that sort of stuff as if you were in the moment itself, like stress raises cortisol, you know, higher levels of cortisol throughout the day, throughout a week, throughout the month starts, you know, affecting your body in negative ways and does allow, you know, diseases to come in or yeah. illnesses to come in. And that is a proven fact. Yeah. So, yeah, the more happier and more willing to let it go and adapt to things. Yeah. And it does take practice, obviously. Like yeah, for sure. I've been meditate, meditating on and off for a while and still that exercise was just like, it was like I had no control, but then I was reminded I had control. Mm. And I was like, wow. Um, I will link that book in the show notes. So there'll be a link under wherever you listen to the podcast so you can check that book out um, and it sort of leads into what I want to talk about so we've got a podcast coming out where we review health and fitness apps mm -hmm. and Mac is obviously doing a nutrition app a guided app and I'm doing a fitness workout type guided app we won't say the names just yet but it just blows my mind how many are out there yeah like there's so many health and fitness apps out there and look the one I'm reviewing is quite good I'm not going to lie, it's got some good things. There's a few bad things that we'll go into in the episode. But 
like now more than ever, no, we are in the information age and I feel like there's an overload of information. Like, yeah, it's like, how do you choose? How do you know which one's best? Like, which one's right for you? Yeah. But like, we've got access to pretty much every single study that comes out on the human body. Like, we've yeah. got, we're more informed than ever. But yet, obesity has risen, you know, I think it was like 22% or something over the last, globally, over the last two years. And then, oh no, like, COVID is a bad example, but like, there's that many at-home workouts and all that sort of stuff as well. Like, but you think about it, people had more time to focus on that, so why did obesity go up? Yeah, So why aren't they using it? Yeah, it just sort of brings in a big question of what the hell and what actually works, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like humans need... Like, the apps are great. Like, they have all the information, like you said, but I feel like humans need that communication and that's one thing that Sarah did mention in this at the end she's like how do you live longer mm. like she just gave like the basic tips of how to have a longer life and one of the major things was having community or support or someone that you can reach out to when you need to mm. and the people that don't have that live significantly shorter lives than the people who have someone that is like a support network or they're part of a community mm. um, and I feel like these apps don't really they might offer that to, in, like, the sense you can join a Facebook group maybe. Yeah. But it's just not the same as having actual human connection, you know. Yeah. And I feel like you're less, you feel less um, obligated. Like, no one's holding you accountable. You're not going to let anyone down if you just stop using the app, you know. Yeah. Because they are paid for services, like us as well. Mm. But it's just there's not that community and the connection there. Yeah, actually talking to a real person. Yeah. Um, I almost said the app. Oh, did you? <laughs> um, so in this app, like you got a lot of faces there, and like the pitch, like the app looks good. It, it's very entertaining, I guess. But um, yeah, like there was no incentive to actually do the workouts. Yeah. Like I guess I haven't really got a goal or anything like that. But yeah, like you said, there's just like a face, not. Yeah, not a interaction with somebody. Yeah, and I feel like even if it is an interaction with somebody, you do, it's just text. Yeah. You know, like maybe there's like a 24-hour messaging service on there. Is it even a real person? Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Like the concept is great, but it just I just feel like everything that I'm learning and everything that I have learned it doesn't work with humans. Yeah, well, I guess look at humans. you could look at Peloton. Um, it's quite big in the news at the moment. Like Peloton blew up during um, COVID. So Peloton is, you know, a fitness equipment with a screen on it and you have guided workouts. So somebody's on the screen, you know, walking you through a bush on a while you're on the treadmill or something like that. Yeah. And it got super popular, raised stupid amount of money and now they're, you know, downsizing and firing their CEO and all that sort of stuff. And like, I feel like, the potential is there. Like, I feel like all these apps, all that technology, the potential is there. I feel like it should have been done about five or six years ago because now with, like, the metaverse and all that sort of stuff coming out, we're going to have the opportunity to, opportunity to work out, but we're going to be in the same room as somebody, but, you know, virtually. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. You're going to have a virtual community that seems like real life. And is that going to be the same? Yeah. Well, 
I think, as in, is it going to be the same as watching someone recorded do it? No, like, like uh, is it going to be, like, if I train somebody one-on-one oh, in person, yeah. but then if they're virtual, does that make it any difference? But they're going to be in the same room. They're going to be doing all the exercise. I can see them as clear as I can see you. Yeah. I can see them move. I can see everything they're doing. I can walk around them, make sure their form's right and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Is it going to be any different to be in person one-on-one? I, yeah. I think it will still be different, but I feel like it'll be better than the screen. Yeah. So it's like, it's like in between... Um, the screen and being in real life. Yeah. So yeah. it's like meeting you halfway almost. But I kind of feel like, I don't know, I just get a sad feeling like you take your VR headset off or whatever and there's actually no one there. Yeah. I don't know. But everyone's different. Some people like it. Yeah, but what's the difference of driving home and, you know, like instead of driving home from the gym, you're just taking a headset off. Yeah, true. That's true. Yeah. It, but that's what I mean, like... The technology now, like there's an abundance of it, but it's just, I feel like it's a little bit in between, you know, the VR world and what it is now. Yeah. And it's good now, but it's just not right. It's not it's there not yet. It's not quite there. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it will get there soon. We'll have to wait and see. Cool. Um, yeah, make, again, make sure you subscribe where or follow wherever you're listening along so you don't miss that episode, our review of health and fitness apps. Um, and I think that'll do. Yep. Awesome. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, head over to the show notes for all the things we're talking about in this episode, and we'll talk to you... On Tuesday. On Tuesday. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.